especially in the comedy world, like it was known that Canada has a scene. Joe Rogan talks about it. Like um, the, the the Death Squad guys, Joe Rogan and his crew used to come through the underground, which is a like the the most prolific for a comedy man. There was no better uh, stoner venue in Toronto than the underground. It was perfect. It was a dark, cold room. Like not cold, but like. It was it like, bro, it had a big pot leaf painted on the, on the stage uh, wall, like behind you. So you had a dope, literally a dope uh, backdrop. Um, it was just perfect, man. It was just perfect. And it would get hotbox like crazy. It would get hotbox like crazy. Uh, but the laughs were just contained perfectly. You know what I mean? It had low ceilings and everybody felt like they were nice and like in the room together, but not like claustrophobic. You know what I mean? Which is the perfect conditions for comedy. what's going on what's going on what's going on beautiful people welcome back to black zeus the podcast this is black zeus the podcast season four episode 22 baby um let's get the formalities out of the way quick this week you know who sits in the seat in the producer seat the man in the producer seat i said it twice so I must say it thrice. The man in the producer seat, the guy with his hands on the keyboard, with his fingers of the pulse of the computer mouse and of the fight world, the guy who heavily invested in Google, like pre, like just before the dot com boom. And he was like a baby at this time. So like, holy shit, the foresight, you know what I mean? But sold it just before the dot-com boom. Crazy, because he was a baby, right? So he didn't really know what he had. So he had Google stock, sold it before it blew up. The Google stock blew up. He grew up. Then he got a little bit of money together, invested it in Amazon, before Jeff Bezos blew up, while he was still in the 90s talking about, I want to sell books on the interwebs, invested in that. Guess what happened again? This guy sold his stocks before Amazon blew up. Who would have thought? The chances, you know what I mean? Um, but then he grew up and and he got a little more sensible. And then he got a little less sensible because he started fucking around with comedians. Come on, bro. What a crazy, wacky world to get yourself involved in. But he is the guy in the producer seat for this podcast. And he's not here this week. Dante. You know, he'll be back next week, possibly. I think this nigga almost died, but he didn't. And that's good. And I don't think he almost died, but I don't know. Um, but shout outs to the guy Dante. You know, uh, I, I he is doing well. I'm talking to him, so 
I just, we'll get the full story from him. I don't want to reveal anything or not reveal anything. But what it is right now is me getting through this awkwardness um, to let you guys know that it's just you and your boy Zeus this week. Like old times. Like pandemic times. Um, let's not go back to those times, though. You know what I mean? Um, but they were fun. Kind of. They were fun if you weren't listening to everything they were telling you to do. You know what I mean? I was one of those people. I was just living my life. Nigga, what's up? Uh, and a lot of people were. I talk about this on stage. Not as much anymore because who's trying to tell pandemic jokes anymore? But it comes up every once in a while. I did actually bring it up at a show last night. So there is that. And that's probably why it's fresh in my head. I found a reason to bring back a pandemic joke. Um, but it was just really fun and weird and ridiculous to see skateboarders on the highway in the middle of the the lockdown shit, like right at the beginning of it, not even in the middle, at the beginning, when everybody was afraid. Like, you think skateboarders are afraid of a virus, nigga? Get out of here, bro. Like, all the extreme people, they don't give a shit. We were out. We were out and about. I wasn't a skateboarder on the highway, but I'm just saying there was a lot of that shit happening. And, um, you know, who was really staying home? Mr. Scaredy Cats. It was a scary cats, scary cat, my lad. You were scary cat, in fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that was weird. I don't know if something's going on with this camera, but it's just me in the studio this week. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I don't even want to pay attention to that because that's the wide angle. But now I kind of got to look that way. Sorry, close up camera. But if you're also, if you're, um, listening to this and you don't you don't give a shit you're just listening but how's everybody doing how's your week been uh today's a nice it was really nice earlier and now it's rainy and uh thunderstorm which is also really nice to me i don't give a shit about that i like a nice thunderstorm wash all the shit away and also like an actual thunderstorm i call this a thunderstorm but it wasn't it was like five minutes of thunder which i feel like is the most storm I like I, I do thunderstorms still exist ever since they turned on the heart machines. <laughs> you know, just a funny conspiracy joke. Don't look further into that. Wink, wink. Um, but like seriously though, what's going on? Where's all the thunderstorms? I know the thunder. I know the atmosphere is holding all that charge. Where's the discharging pause? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a crazy statement to make. Um, but yeah, active week, active weekend of shows. Um, active fight week. Damn, it was such a... Wow! UFC 290 delivered. And I'm not even going to get into the results this week because Dante's not here. I Like, I love UFC. I love MMA. But, like, Dante is the expert guy. You know what I mean? So why the fuck would I even try and... Like, why would I try... And have an expert conversation. I swear to God, yo, this camera is switching up on me, bro. I'm catching it. What's going on? Ha, ha. Is it because I'm moving? Is it motion? Or is it just a screen, dog? Yo, I think it was just a screen, dog. Yo, I think it's just the monitor on the camera itself. How long has Zeus had that camera? It's been a minute. Is it starting to go? Is it starting to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, no fucking UFC 290 preview or recap, I should say. We already did the preview. But, um, like, I will talk about the results, I guess. Why the fuck not? I'll do it later. 
I don't want to front load the podcast with fight talk and then everybody just who's not into fight talk or sports just bounces. I like to keep that shit at the end. If I'm going to talk about wrestling or video games or any nerdy shit or just some lame shit. <laughs> Granted, I love this stuff. I don't care, but it is lame uh, to some people. This is what I love about everything in life. Whatever you feel about anything is right, you know? And that's why I think it's weird to argue about anything. It's like, yo, there's a bunch of people that think I suck as a comedian. They're right. But there's a lot more that think I'm good. And I only value the people that have actually seen me. So whether or not you think I'm good or bad, your opinion is only valid if you've paid a ticket to see me. I don't give a fuck if you're like an internet fly by night. And then you might be asking, well, Zeus, how the fuck can I see you? Uh, I got a bunch of shows. I'm in Barrie. Uh, this Friday, Saturday, which I think is the 14th, 15th, and then I'm in Aurelia on the Monday, so the 17th. Um, I was just in Toronto this past weekend. I got a bunch of that, and, and I'm starting to look at, I'm starting to look at international shows. So, anybody, 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 I don't know what just happened there. Um, but anybody that... I did that on purpose, just so you don't think I'm having a stroke or some shit. Jesus. I feel like someone might be watching this and be like, what the fuck? And he's in the studio alone? I wonder if this episode even makes it out. Well, it obviously did, if you're watching or listening right now. Thank you, by the way. Um, but yeah, I've been looking at some international shows. It's it's time to start taking the real funny around the world. Dasvidanya. Uh, I'm Russian now. Uh, but I did a couple shows in Toronto this past weekend. I might as well get into the show recaps. This is going to be a light episode. Dante's not in the studio. I will do uh, the poll results. Um, but I, no Dante's Inferno, obviously, this week. So we're not really going to go too heavy into the diatribe shit. Probably won't even get that. Yeah, like, I'll talk about the 290 results that I remember. But... Um, no deep dive on 290 today. So just a light episode, all right? So what do you got to commute to work or commute home or you going to get groceries or some shit or you going to pick up a side piece or uh, you just drop your side off or you going, you going to your main? You know what I mean? Like what's going on right now? Are you just driving around aimlessly because you just needed to get out of the house? Um, are you at work and, and really you have headphones or you're far away from where your boss is. That's why you're brave enough to play me at work. Because you know how many N-bombs I drop all the time, nigga. Um, are you... Are, <laughs> I was going to go forever on that. But I'm not. I still have weed in my system, baby. So I'm like partially goofy, but I'm tra- I'm trailing. The studio... I don't know why I decided to wear a fucking uh, sweater in the studio today. Like, why? I, it's a very light sweater, but why? It's 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 full on summertime. It's middle of July type shit. Uh it's record breaking heat. Apparently the fourth of July was the hottest recorded day in the history of recorded temperature on Earth. So ever since we started recording the temperature on Earth, at least in modern times, because I'm sure they're discrediting a bunch of old um old records that probably got burned in libraries and shit. But in modern modern recording, you know, of, of our uh, weather, the 4th of July was the hottest recorded day on Earth. Um, so shout-outs to that. 
and you know they're gonna try and push some fucking now it's time to get an electric vehicle bring it down do your part carbon taxes we're charging you for farts now ah whatever bro yeah oh yeah let's all switch over to fucking electric vehicles meanwhile africa gets raped and pillaged and all the kids who are mining all the fucking cobalt and all that shit as their arms turn to nubs oh is this too graphic for you you cunt oh i'm sorry i thought we were all just doing our part by buying electric vehicles and doing good for the environment but not for human beings. <laughs> uh, yo, human beings are the environment also. So when we start taking care of each other better, I don't know. I'm not also, I'm, yo, I'm not preaching this shit. If any fed is listening, I'm not out here fucking spreading the gospel, nigga. Do you, I don't give a fuck, spread chaos if that's what you're here to do. Uh, <laughs> uh, I ain't no MLK, nigga. Don't take me out. I'm just some weird comedian that performs in basements a lot. Uh, a lot more upper rooms, and I will have an announcement soon uh, about some, you know, uh, uh, not progression. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it progression, but there's a development in my career that um, I'm really looking forward to uh, maximizing and taking advantage of, and you know, just really showcasing myself. And it'll be more on a national platform too, which will lead to more international stuff. Because I will make it lead to more international stuff. Not necessarily that what I announce is going to be like, oh my God, I'm going. It's not like a fucking national tour, an international tour. I already ruined some of the mystique. You know, maybe you thought I was going on tour. Soon enough. Soon enough. That's what I will say. All right. Um, I don't even really post that many stand up clips. Nigga, I so don't care. Like, oh, I'm not going to get into this. Don't worry. I'm not going to get into a diatribe this week. You guys know I don't care about social media and keeping up with the Kardashians and all that horse shit. Um, but yeah, I'm sure I could post more comedy clips just because I am a comedian. Who cares, nigga? I'm funny in real life. I just had some shows in Toronto yesterday. One went mediocre, one went really well. And the, the first one only went mediocre because, like, bruh, like, Okay, so like yesterday was a throwback. Uh, I've done episodes about it before on the podcast. I've talked about the early days of the Toronto comedy scene and just the, well, it was mainly the Toronto comedy scene, but Canada is the only place that had a weed comedy scene, okay? Um, maybe like Amsterdam or some shit, but nah. Like we had maybe six. Uh, Vapor Lounge is going. Look at the top of this wall right here. If you're watching the video version of this podcast, Vapor Central, I ha I held a weekly or bi-weekly show there at one point. Mike Rita had a legendary the Stoner Sunday show out of there. Um, there's Vape on the Lake. There was the Underground Clandestiny. There's Hotbox. Uh, Planet Paradise still exists. Um, was there one more? Vape on the Lake. Vapor Central. Underground. Hotbox. Planet Paradise, and I think that, that's like the main, that's the main big ones that existed. And I think that those were the only ones that existed when I started. And that is really where I cut my teeth. Like that is where I learned to become a comic, which might, like to an outsider starting in comedy might be crazy. Cause um, especially in the comedy world, like it was known that Canada has a scene. Joe Rogan talks about it. Like um, the, the the Death Squad guys, Joe Rogan and his crew used to come through the underground, which is a like the the most prolific for a comedy man. There was no better uh, stoner venue 
in Toronto than the underground. It was perfect. It was a dark, cold room. Like, not cold, but like, it was it like, bro, it had a big pot leaf painted on the, on the stage uh, wall, like behind you. So you had a dope, literally a dope uh, backdrop. Um, it was just perfect, man. It was just perfect. And it would get hotbox like crazy. It would get hotbox like crazy. Uh, but the laughs were just contained perfectly. You know what I mean? It had low ceilings and everybody felt like they were nice and like in the room together, but not like claustrophobic. You know what I mean? Which is the perfect conditions for comedy. All the other clubs, I, I swear to you, and I've done this breakdown before, but every single club literally felt like a different room in a house. So underground was literally the basement. Um, Vapor Central was the attic. Vape on the Lake was the living room. And Hotbox was the backyard patio because they had they had the best. And of all the comedy shows, because there's some there's some patio comedy shows that exist and existed, but still to this day, I've not had more fun or just more consistent good times in an outdoor patio venue like than Hotbox Cafe. Um, and then you had what what I say was all of them: Vape on the Lake, Vapor Central, Hotbox underground so yeah that's kind of the house because planet paradise didn't exist back then so you had the living room you had the basement you had the attic and then you had the backyard and that's literally the vibe that they all had i'm not even just saying this to kind of make some fucking quirky analogy about the the comedy scene in the past that's literally how it felt each one of those had that exact distinct layout and vibe i mean i say vapor central was the attic because you literally had it was it was an attic like, there's a big head shop called uh, THC. Shout out to THC. They're still active and, and rocking in Toronto. One of the longest running head shops in Toronto, I think. Um, like hydroponics, all that stuff. All that good weed stuff. Um, and then right above it was Vapor Central. So you had to go up, like, two flights of stairs. But it was one It was one long flight of stairs that was as long as two flights of stairs would be. And eventually you get to an attic, an attic space. And it was a long room. So it was, like... And, and you had the pointed ceiling, you know what I mean? We were at the top of a building. Uh, Vape on the Lake straight up was the living room, the way it was laid out. Like, I had the TVs all on the wall and shit. They had the lounge chairs, the sofas and all that shit. Uh, underground just had that basement vibe. Like, not dirty basement, but, like, perfect, but like, awesome fucking basement. Like, that 70s show basement, you know what I mean? Um and yeah, I love the patio, man. When it was wintertime, Hotbox would move the shows indoors. But come summertime, they even had like the nice little, um, you know, icicle lights and all that shit. And I would love having a set. I would try and get that set right as the sun was setting. There was this perfect fucking, because I love like comedy belongs in the dark, ultimately. But you can have a nice like, I think it was more the layout of the actual um the patio setup at Hotbox, because it wasn't like people were spread out far. It was actually kind of like a show vibe, um, which I'm sure they did on purpose. Um, but yeah, look at me just reminiscing on this shit. You know what I mean? But I did a show yesterday at a newer venue called Lit Research. Shout out to Lit Research. I did it under uh, the Cannabis Comedy Festival banner. Uh, shout out to Ryan... Uh, Hillis and Ronan Geisler, R and R, bro, the Rolls Royce of the comedy fucking, the comedy we seen out here. These guys have been rocking for years. I've been doing their shows for years. Um, 
some of the big, I think the biggest weed stoner uh, audience, I've, they had like a 1,500 audience or something like this, like a 1,000 something like this audience at one of their uh, festivals. And I got to be a part of that one time. Um, I've, I've just been rocking with these guys forever and they put on such great shows. And this was no exception. Now why I say the first show was kind of like my set and everybody, all the comics were working. It was the same comics for the first and second show. We did an eight o'clock show and a 10 o'clock show. And what's cool about Lit Research is it was straight throwback vibes, uh, but legally for the first time. I've never experienced this. So it's uh, literally a research facility that is licensed by the government. It, apparently it's like one of two or three in the whole country where you can legally smoke weed provided by LPs, which are licensed producers, which would be the growers, the legal growers. Um, so this was sponsored, I'm sure, by one of, the, I think of like Saturday was the grower. And so how it worked out was that you walked in and it was literally like a focus testing, like focus group testing. Both shows were sold out, but you had to sign up and like sign your name on a list and all this shit. Um, and then when you did, you go to your seat and you, and you, and you had to tell them um, your, your smoking habits and your level of uh, your tolerance level. Like literally from scale from one to 10. So you tell them your tolerance level, you tell them your name and all that shit. And then you go sit down with your people at your table. And during the whole show, you just put your hand up and then they come ask you what your name is. You give them your name and then they bring you another sample. They just keep bringing out samples based on the tolerance level that you selected. So if you selected a 10, they're bringing you like a blunt and like uh like an infused joint and all this stuff. And it just goes in layers and layers and you just... And you get your feet and you get feedback and it's legal. Now, the, all the venues that I just described before, like the original Toronto weed scene, um, that shit was technically gray area. You know what I mean? That was like, they were lounges that existed at a time where there was no legal market or any of that shit. So really the, the authorities weren't looking. So to say, they were looking like there'd be issues every once in a while, but for the most part, they ran problem free forever until weed became legal. And then the government shut all that shit down. They said, hey, only you can get drunk in a building. No more smoking weed, which you've already been doing for years. Go fuck yourselves. Get out of here. And then they shut down all my friends fucking venues and all my all my peers venues and and now they're saying, oh, now we're gonna do it. Not not lit research. Like they're saying that they're bringing back vapor lounges. They're gonna format it some sort of way to where, oh, now it's okay. Fuck you, bro. You better let all those other people come back too, bro. Because they they literally set the standard. They literally set the standard. So I really hope they get some shine. But lit research was fucking awesome. I've never experienced or. Or even fathom that, like, we'd get to this point. It's like, okay, walk into a room, sign up, and then now you're part of focus testing, but you're given weed, and then there's a comedy show. Now, here's where the first show is, like, you know, like, rocky. All the comics really had to work. Because vapor lounges don't really exist anymore, like, I'm very grateful, and, and the comics that were there that night, they all came up, like, around the same time as me, and they were vapor lounge, like, we know the vapor lounge scene, so we all knew what to expect going in, but because this setting hasn't existed in quite some time, like, people get to actively smoke weed while the show is happening indoors, um, different atmosphere, you know? Like, there's, there's a big difference for performing for people that are drunk versus performing for people that are high. 
And if you've ever been drunk and high separately, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. This is someone who's drunk, having a good time. <laughs> this is somebody high, having a good time. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, nigga, laugh, bro. But you can't, like, you can't be mad. We're all stoners. How the fuck are you going to be mad at stoners for being stoners? But this is what I love because, like, it really lets you know that not all laughter is the same. You know what I mean? There is such thing as cheap laughter and earned laughter. You know what I mean? Cheap applause and earned applause. It's like, in a, it, you get laughter so much easier in a drunk crowd. Uh, not to say that the jokes aren't as good or anything. You know what I mean? But when you make a, a stoner audience laugh out loud, ha, 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 when for the most part they, they don't have that ability because their lungs hurt or they're just stoned out of their gourd. Like literally sitting there, like yeah, yeah. like you're performing for people sitting there. Like, yeah. But if you're a stoner, you know they're having a good time, and that's why I'm so grateful I came up in the weed rooms because we had to work for the laugh so much harder than when we went out and did like uh, a, a comedy club or or a bar show or a venue where there's alcohol present but not weed. Like it really makes you work that much harder which makes you that much better. And I truly credit all those original vapor lounges for, for me being as confident as I am on stage, like with every range of reaction from silence to obliterating laughter. You know what I mean? I'm so supremely comfortable on that stage now. And I owe it a lot to coming up in the vapor lounge rooms. Um, and cannabis comedy guys, bro. Like, they've been running shows where you could smoke indoors. Like, bro, I, I love the Toronto comedy scene. And even though I haven't really ventured out of uh, Ontario as much yet, from from what I hear from all my uh, peers and shit that I really respect and know they're hilarious and, like, know they know comedy and comedy scenes and all that shit, they've been everywhere. And they're like, yo, Toronto is the cream of the crop. Like, one of the best scenes in the world. And I don't doubt it. Because we have, like, one of the most diverse fucking... It's it's amazing, man. I'm so grateful. Toronto is such a beautiful city, especially if you're an artist, because every everything and everybody is represented there. And if you can't make it there... You know, I know it's a New York thing, so I don't even want to finish the statement, but if you can't make it there, bro, like, don't... Like, bruh, figure your shit out. But also, here's the fun thing. I think you're a much stronger artist in general if you can also cut your teeth outside of the major uh the major metropolitan areas like the comics or the artists that i know that only stay in toronto man they're very like it's very one note you know what i mean i'm very grateful that i i started in hamilton and moved into the toronto scene and then moved all around you know um because it, it still keeps me connected to like small town which is how i grew up anyways and that is like the heart of any community any country any you know, state, province, whatever the fuck, wherever you live, you obviously know the the small community is is the heart of everything. Just because all the the major hubs and centers of of the world, like New York, Toronto, all the shit, like London, France, uh, you know, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna just say all of Africa, nigga, because fuck France, um, like France, bro. I don't even want to get into that, but whatever, um. Yeah, bro, it's it, it's 
the peak of everything, but it's not the best of everything, if that makes sense. It's not like the best representation of everything. Like that small town, you need that cross-reference. You know what I mean? It's like you only know one version of existence. It's like if you want to appeal to everybody. And this is what I, I, I think really helps when you start traveling. If you only know how to perform in a big city, I mean, sure, you could literally make a career off that anyways. If you can make it in a big city and then you only want to perform to like, you know, fucking whatever type of audience, but you're going to get the most of like, whether you're looking for woke or like, you know, left or right, regardless, you pick a state or a province or whatever, you go to that place and you'll find your people. But like, if you want to have real longevity or I think like real lasting appeal, you got to be able to appeal to everybody in the room, not just your people in the room. And, and you can't really do that unless you go to everybody and challenge yourself. And that doesn't mean take yourself to like dangerous areas, but like maybe that does also just be safe about it and go with a crew of people. And like, you know what I mean? I've performed comedy in some really crazy seedy, seedy bars, man. But like, it's some of the most adventurous and fun experiences that I've had and, and just awful too, but it's the experience, man. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I love this shit. I love this shit. And I love weed lounges. Shout out to Lit Research. Shout out to Cannabis Comedy Fest. Uh, check them out because they got shows there every weekend, I think. Every every Saturday, I'm pretty sure. Or every other. Either way, they're all on Instagram and social media and all that stuff. So make sure you're following them. Uh, again, I have shows in Barrie this Friday and Saturday, the 14th and 15th, at uh, Den of Hilarities, run by Mark Trinidad. And then I will be in Aurelia on Monday the 17th with Den of Hilarities once again. So if you're following me on Instagram and social media and all that good stuff, it scrolls at the bottom of the screen if you're watching this every couple of minutes. But I am AKA Black Zeus. That's AKA B L A C K Z E U S dot com. That's AKA B L A C K Z E U S on all social media, on YouTube, on all that good stuff. Um, thank you to all the people that are subscribed already. I love you. And thank you to the people that continue to subscribe, man. We're actually growing. I actually give a shit about like this community growth. You know what I mean? I like that. I just don't give a shit about the algorithm, you know, fucking forcing me to do what uh, what it wants me to do. So um, it's, it's nice. I think we found a real balance. And I'm really fucking excited about the projects that we've been working on uh like yo this yo, yo this next few months man i'm very excited my comedy special is coming yes i recorded it a while ago we had uh some audio issues uh but we fixed it and it sounds amazing and it's ready to come out and i'm very excited um so that will be dropping soon also but let me move into this week's poll results and get the fuck on out of here um because i want to chill for the rest of the day i got home at two in the morning after oh that's another thing holy shit there couldn't have been more things in toronto on, on saturday i think beyonce's doing all weekend there who gives a shit whatever if you if you if you're into it i love you go yay bay 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 whatever the fuck i don't know what they say bay queen bay like you're a bunch of yon what are, what are you bays queens um oh the bayhive that's what it is Anyways, whatever. Go hive it up. I don't give a shit. Uh, enjoy yourselves, but fuck the traffic. Um, there was like 80 million things happening. Sports were happening. When I tell you that my commute 
to from my door to the show was an hour. Okay. Coming home was two hours. And one of that hour was literally just getting 15 minutes, like a 15 minute distance. It was so brutal. And I mostly avoided it. I may, I, and I'm not, I can't even front, bro. It was on me. So as I was sitting in the traffic, I couldn't even be mad because I, I took a chance and I made the wrong turn. And I kind of drove into the fucking nightmare. I was doing really good. I was just getting up to the, like, because I needed to get up to the highway, all right? And all the entry points for where I was at were fucking down on Lakeshore in Toronto. So that's where all the worst traffic is. So my idea was to just cut. It was, it was actually going to be faster to just cut across and down, like kind of zigzag my way down. Um, and I zigged when I should have zagged. I made one one wrong turn which is the only like i just needed one wrong move that night and it happened and um and i paid for it dearly holy shit i got home at two in the morning and you know that's fine i don't care but um but yeah fuck that shit uh, but let's do this week's poll question if you are not familiar if you are new to the show every monday on my instagram story feed i post an interactive poll question I leave it up for 24 hours, and then we discuss it normally. Dante and I discuss it here, but I will do it myself this week. Uh, we discuss the results. And let me say, I pulled up the wrong. I pulled up the wrong. Give me one second, ladies and gentlemen. I am no longer on camera. Where is Zeus? Where could he be? Oh, here he is. He is right here. Oh, and there we go. Now I got the results up. And he's back. So this week's poll question. If you had to scrap all social media except one, which would you keep? Keep. All right. Keep that in mind. Now, which would you, which ones would you get rid of? If you had to scrap all social media except one, which would you keep? The options that I gave were TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Obviously, fuck, like, Threads is so fucking new. Who gives a shit? Um, Threads looks like ass. And it's so weird to me. Like, it's so weird to me. Why are the terms different than what Instagram is? You can never delete this shit. Like, you can never delete your Threads account. They'll just keep that. You could, you can, uh, it's like, um, like, you can disable the account, but you can't delete the account so it's just there forever so if you sign up just know that it's it's like perma permanent for whatever reason meta needs your shit for life i'm already thinking of ways to get off of it as fast as i can and get all my shit off of it um because why should we give our life's photo albums to to these companies stop being weird you know your you know that family photo book that you had when you were growing up your parents kept photos of the entire family history. Guess what? You just gave up the whole rest of the family history to some fucking Mark Dunkerberg. Fucking butt munch. You're giving him all your shit for what? It's so weird to me. I want all my shit off. Those are my memories and my photos and shit. I don't care that the world sees them. Who gives a fuck? Who fucking cares? I need that much clout that I need people to be able to look. Let me scroll through. Oh, my God. He was, a, he was at this club on this night. Oh, my God. He was with a dog on a Saturday 30 years ago. Suck it, bro. What are we doing out here? I said I wasn't going to do this. 
Um, for me personally, which one would I get rid of? Or uh, sorry, which one would I keep? YouTube. I would I would keep YouTube because that 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 speaks more to me. I like that style of content. I don't like scrolling. I think scrolling is some of the biggest waste of time that we've invented in in modern history. This bullshit. Let me scroll my life away because it's so addicting. Even yo, I'm not better than you guys. I get caught up in this shit. When I that's why I really just turn my phone off. I just move that. I'm not on my phone because fuck it. Why? I have so much fun in real life. Why do I need to be around my phone hovering? And why do I need to take pictures of myself? Here's my face. Here's my face again. And here's my face. Here's my face from another angle. Oh, here's my face. But. I'm doing that leg thing so that my body looks good. Oh, I'm on vacation. Here's me on the plane. Oh, I'm on vacation. Here's me landing. Oh, I'm on vacation. Here's me in the airport. Oh, I dropped a sandal. There's the sandal. Here's a photo. Like, what? What? Clearly, your lives are shit if you need everybody to see every fucking thing you're doing. Clearly, you don't have enough internal validation. Didn't I say I was going to stop this? Fuck, I apologize. I'm <laughs> Dante, come back, bro. Um, I need this guy in the studio so I don't go on these rambles. But yeah, I would pick YouTube. I would keep YouTube. Um, but even then, I would try and find a way. I would like catapult off YouTube, try and, try and do that, and then see if I can start paying for my own servers and then just you know host my own shit and just be my own platform because I'm just done. I don't care. I'll, I'm... I'm like I'm I'm going off the villain. You know what I mean? This is my persona, man. I'm the comedy villain. I'm the stand-up comedy villain. I'm against all this fucking horse shit. It really isn't necessary. Although I'm not a dinosaur. I understand technology progresses. We move forward and shit. But you tell me if if society is healthier because of social media platforms. You tell me if we're all acting really healthy and shit and treating each other properly. And you tell me if the depression rates and anxiety rates are up or down. You tell me. I don't know. I'm fucking, I'm just some, I don't know. I don't know. I, I somehow seem to put the emphasis on my mental health and it it seems to be working. And it somehow results in me not giving as much of a fuck on all these platforms. And somehow, now, I'm way less sensationalized in my entire life. I don't move left or right based on the fucking latest headlines. I don't give a fuck. I decide to look deeper. I decide to look in the middle. Because that's where the vagina is. Uh, right? The information is just like pussy, baby. Right down the middle. I don't give a fuck about the left or the right leg. Just go right down the middle, baby. I do care about the legs. Legs are really nice. If you got nice legs, wow. But you know, that's just that's just window dressing. <laughs> um, but the results. This is this week's results. Results. Um, so three percent of the people said TikTok. Very interesting. Uh six percent of the people said Twitter. I'm convinced that there's like eight people on Twitter and the rest of it is just computers. Um and then it was 50, wait, what is that? A f- 41. Okay. So we got 41% and we got 50 on the Instagram. So YouTube comes in second, but at 50%, it's Instagram. Most people are keeping Instagram. All right. Well, 41% is a decent number. I'll take 41 and we can we can fuck around on, on YouTube together. Everybody else can be on Instagram. Sucking Zuck's dick. Um, what a weird series of platforms, what a weird company, what a weird, uh, vision 
for the future. Just lame, just legless, legless VR. That's the future of meta. And that guy looks like a lizard and a robot. So I don't know what conspiracy to believe, but <laughs> um, no, I believe that he's a very va- like weird, vapid, uh, neuroses-driven human being. Uh, Elon Musk, on the other hand, that nigga might be an alien. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I'm just a comedian, bro. These are jokes. I'm joking. No liable. Uh, but that's this week's poll results. And that's going to be this week's episode. I am very happy with this one. I gave you guys 40 minutes on my own. Have you ever talked 40 minutes straight on your own and tried to entertain people? No, you haven't. So don't don't go sitting there judging me saying, oh, last week's episode was better. Oh, my God, he had more energy on this. Oh, my God, he said a lot. Nah, nigga, we did it this week. You, me, we, we did it. It's over. The party's done. Um, But we will be back here next week, and let's hope that Dante is back in the studio feeling A-OK, 100%. We can discuss the results of UFC 290. Oh, my God. Let me... Bruh. If you are a fight fan, yeah! UFC 290 was the shit. Like, top to bottom, that card didn't disappoint. Um, Shoutouts Volkanovski. I really want to see the Moreno rematch, even though I know he lost to the, I know he lost to him three times, but what an amazing fight. Holy, you know what? I will wait till Dante's back and we will fully discuss this shit um, as we normally do. So until then, I am signing off. This has been Black Zeus, the podcast, season four, episode 22. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, Make sure you're subscribed on your favorite uh, podcast platform of choice. Uh, we're releasing content consistently now. It's getting really good. Uh, I like the content a lot better. I'm going to stop saying the word content because that makes me sick. Um, I just like the shit that we're putting out. It, it, it represents me very well, and I think Dante as well. Um, make sure you're following Dante. Person one prod, that's P-R-S-O-N, the number one P-R-O-D on Instagram, uh, Twitter, YouTube, all that good stuff. Dante's got a podcast of his own. Um, so make sure you, 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 we got a lot of shit and I think it's time we group this all together and make like a network. You know what I mean? Cause why not? Why not pull it all together? Um, cause shit is growing very nicely and I refuse to end this episode. Apparently I I do want to say one more time. I love you guys. You guys are the shit. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for being here. We will be here next week for you. God willing. You know what I'm saying? But until then, love y'all. Peace, peace.